You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Hello, world. This is Chris Abalo's Podcast Experiment, and I am Chris Abalo. Welcome to the show, where I'm joined once again by Andrew Rizzatello. Everybody's favorite Italian hero. <laughs> the, the, the only one that doesn't get eaten. <laughs> uh, unless, unless, you're, unless you're in some uncharted parts of cannibal country. But otherwise. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we are here to uh, talk about some, some current stuff. It kind of came about because, just to give everybody a heads up, we are going to be talking about topical stuff. It unfortunately does overlap with politics. And as much as I don't like, I don't want this to be the my show Insert for it to be a fixture. here. Yeah. Well, that's it. I know there's so much noise out there. And that's why I honestly just want to give people a heads up right off the bat to say, you know what? This is what we're going to be talking about. And if you're not interested, I understand. Move along. Hopefully next Monday will be something you're more interested in. Or if you need to catch up on old shows, then go back and do that or just move on to something completely different. But uh, the reality is there are some topical things that do bleed into how I'm feeling and what I'm thinking. And as much as I don't want the, the crux of you know the, the show to be about that, uh, this particular episode started off because I was bothered by something. And uh, I'm OK with talking about it because, number one, it's my show. Number two, it's a free podcast, so I'm not trying to thrust anything on anybody. I, I was actually laughing the other day because during the, uh, I, I guess it was the week of, of the RNC, Jim Gaffigan was tweeting a lot about how full of shit the president is. Heretofore referred to by me, by the way, as 45. I don't even call him by his name anymore. I'm tired of hearing his name, and I don't want to say it myself. So when I say 45, that's who I'm referring to. So... Some particularly conservative uh, journalists or, or right-leaning publications were giving Jim Gaffigan shit because they're saying, you know, he, he appealed to people. He built his comedy empire, which is hysterical. It's like it's not an empire. He's like he is a comedian who's very successful. I wouldn't exactly say it's an empire, but not putting him down. But I think that's going a little far. But he built his empire on talking about people who shop at Walmart, eat at McDonald's and eat Hot Pockets and stuff like that. And now he's turned his back on them or he's thrown them under the bus or whatever the hell it is. It's like, dude, he posted something on his personal Twitter feed. He didn't you know, you didn't buy a ticket to his stand up show and go there expecting he was going to talk about food and family and, you know, weight and how exercise sucks or whatever. And then he starts talking to you about politics. He was doing it on his Twitter feed on his own. You didn't pay for it. You know, it's a public forum where he can share his thoughts. So the idea like he's somehow betraying his audience is I think that's total bullshit. That honestly does bother me, but well, they're probably attacking him because he's he, along with every other comedian or or celebrity, makes their makes themselves a brand. Uh, in as much you as know? well, every everybody does. I mean, to a degree, but he's never also he's never branded himself like you know one of the blue collar no, comedy no, tour guys has, or he something. Hasn't, he hasn't, but at least in that respect, that's probably the angle they were trying to play at oh totally that he that the ever that the average american 
identifies with him. That middle America identifies him, and he's from middle America, so he, all that stuff. I doubt that, but whatever. Go ahead. Keep going. going. Well, anyway, that's why I just wanted to, to mention I'm not a fan of the president. I wasn't when he was a civilian. I used to give my parents a bunch of shit. When they were watching Celebrity Apprentice and saying, why even watching a show? Like, he's, he's a joke. He's a con man. You know, he'd be a used car salesman if not for his father's money that he spent his life losing. That's been his career up until the beginning of 2016. Anyway, so the story comes out like a lot of people have been talking about in the last few days about the president referring to, unfortunately, our dead servicemen and women as uh, suckers and losers with regard to visiting these cemeteries and uh, particularly the, the one in France, which is almost two years ago now. Un- unfortunately, I heard that. And it's one of those things where I immediately thought, well, it does it sound like something he'd say. Absolutely. It's even the way he talks suckers and losers. And, you know, there's that he's referred to yeah, a lot of people as losers. His, that is his lexicon. Yeah. Like he only used the same couple of words, you know, tremendous, beautiful. He, he used the same superlatives for everything. And at the same time, refers to people as suckers, losers, babies. He's got the same, you know, crazy, yeah. sleepy, crooked. He's, yeah, yeah, he, fake news. Yeah, he has his he has his his catchphrases, and yes. uh, it, it it sounds like him. And I heard that, and it's he one does. of those things I already kind of knew, but it bothered me that it was kind of more out in the open. Like it's one, of the, it's something you can assume. Like I don't know, like like you you know it to be true, even if you haven't seen it. You just thought like, well, clearly he doesn't give a fuck about the military. Yeah. You you have it, it, it. This is the mystery of faith, Chris. This is what religion is based on. You know it's true. <laughs> that's it. It's my well. That's that's kind of where it it goes to. It's our, our biases is kind of what I'm, I'm getting at. But anyway, I wanted to talk about as as somebody who's from a a military heavy family, excusing my own, you know, very very minimal service, which wasn't frankly service. If you don't know, I did uh, join the United States Marine Corps. After graduating high school and six weeks into boot camp, my knee gave out and I was discharged. So I'm not even including myself in this equation, but a lot of military in my family from uncles and cousins all the way up to my grandfather who fought in World War One for the United States. And that was kind of what I wanted to, despite being an immigrant, by the way, thought he was granted citizenship because he was fighting uh, for the for America in the in the army and uh, didn't find out until later on. That uh, no, he wasn't granted a citizenship, even though he did. But that's that's kind of the thing I wanted to get into the idea of proud to be in the military and what America meant to an immigrant who came here because of that. I don't want to say American dream because I do feel like that gets thrown out a lot and, and everybody has their own interpretation of that. But the idea of being an American meant something to my grandfather who chose to come here and become an American and fight for America in the first world war or at least the, the the liberties that were assumed to be given to you right as a citizen upon, and the opportunity yeah. that whole thing the the idea of the opportunity that america offers immigrants which you know loads of people have spoken about much more eloquent eloquently uh than i ever could have and unfortunately never heard from my grandfather himself he died when my father was uh young my father was in his early teens so i, I never knew the man but the story and reading the letter of his war, which I posted on Instagram a while ago, stating his his injury during the war. Um, it was it, it's something I am proud of. I'm proud to be part of the of this man's lineage. And right. that's why. And aside from everybody else, you know, my father and like I said, my uncles and cousins, like so many people who've been in the military who have been proud to not just during the draft, but who have voluntarily enlisted. And 
It's something that just, it really bothered me. It really stuck in my craw, this whole suckers and losers thing, because it's something I always assumed about 45, like that he felt this way. But just the idea that, you know, God damn it, he is the president. He should have some degree of respect and should at least have some understanding on an intellectual level. Even if you can't feel it, the idea that there is this, that people are willing to make this sacrifice and that it does mean something to enlist in the military and, and what that stands for and what that means for those of us who don't serve in the military. And he just doesn't. And I don't think he does. I don't think he understands any relationship that isn't transactional, particularly where he benefits and screws the other person. I just don't think well, he, I, mean, it, I don't think he, he has a concept he, of that. He, he is definitely part of that I, ideal of elitism. Um, and I got that a lot. I mean, I still get that a lot from a lot of people that consider people who go into the military um you know the the low lives the ones who couldn't get a job normally the um you know the paying for college and stuff like that and listen i get it i understand that like it's almost uh at least uh joining the military is almost viewed as a last resort for people who don't have jobs who don't have a career path who maybe who may not even have something to do with their lives yet like they don't they just don't know what to do but at least in that respect there may be something that they find in the military like nursing or uh, computer sciences or something like that that will give them the benefit once they leave or they they you know or maybe they don't leave and they just have a civilian job on the side kind of thing um going forward but Again, I agree with you on the aspect of it doesn't sound like something that he would say, or I should say it sounds like something he would say, because it's just how he comes across and everything, and it's one of his idiosyncrasies and all that other stuff. And and the way he's spoken traditionally. I mean, that was the other thing. Refuting, never referred to anybody, including John McCain, as a hero. Meanwhile, he's literally said on television interviews, John McCain's a loser. I like, I like soldiers who weren't captured captured. exactly bullshit like that when he was a candidate no less so the idea that he doesn't have respect for these people and what they've gone through it it kind of seems like or it should seem like a foregone conclusion that he doesn't give a shit about the military and it's not like the military has despite what he says and what his his sycophants say the military hasn't had some massive upgrade and some drastic increase in pay. No. You know, the veterans aren't exponentially better than they were, no. you know, no, I, and that, that, that's a whole nother issue that we can talk about. I don't know if you want to talk about it later, but I mean, I'll definitely do another show with you on something like that. Cause that's a, that's a well, whole other thing that I absolutely. And, but that the idea that like it's, there, there's not even results that could support the idea that, you know, well, he didn't, he obviously doesn't feel this way if he said it because, look at all the things he's done for the military. Like there aren't those results that we yeah. can see. So that was kind of, I, I'm looking at it. And again, my biases and I'll admit to them. My thing is like, well, of course he said that that's fucked up. And after hearing about this story from the Atlantic and it just kind of bouncing around in my head for a couple of days, I thought, you know, it's just, this does bother me. And I am proud of, you know, the people who serve in the United States military. I'm proud of my family who has done so. And Andrew comes from a, a family with a lot of military, proudly so. You do. And I said, you know what? This is a discussion we need to have. And Andrew had a kind of a, a difference of opinion when I just said, I want to talk about, you know, this suckers and losers thing really pisses me off. And, you know, I want to talk about 
that, you know, listen, this is something that is important and we should be proud of these people and we should have a president who has has more respect for people than this, particularly those who are literally serving this country. And Andrew didn't immediately latch on in the same way, but you can go ahead and kind of give your perspective on so, the whole thing. So don't get me wrong. I will preface this by saying I am not a fan of his at all. I am. I will not be voting for him uh, this coming election. I have not been a fan of him. I did not vote for him when he was uh, up for election the first time. So don't don't think that you know I'm all of a sudden you know pro Trump one of these fucking. Yeah, Andrew's not a defender of his at all. I am not a MAGA hat wearing asshole. Okay. (laughs) However, if you want to say the phrase in his defense, you can. But I'm not. Um, the article that was written by the Atlantic did not prove or did not provide any sources. They said four anonymous sources. And then the Associated Press um, uh, and two other pla- – uh, was it USA Today or no, the Washington Post and one other source just pretty much copied the same article and posted it out without giving any further detail. And in an age of today, in an age where journalism is questioned, and and bigger than that, in a time where you want this man out of office, why would you want to be anonymous? Why would you want to sit in the back and say, yeah, I heard him say this, that, and the other thing, but don't put my name down? Why? I would be happy that he came after me because I told the truth. That I turned around and said, yeah, this guy's an asshole. He literally said these things. I have it on tape or I was there. You can look up my dossier and all this other shit of you know, him saying these things. I, if I was part of his cabinet or his team or whatever you want to call them, I would – and he said something like that about the military and made – that's not even a gaffe anymore. You know, Gaffe used to be the big buzzword when when – Kerry was running for president against Bush. Um, it, it was just it, that it, that statement from him nowadays is just commonplace, sadly. However, it hasn't been proven. And even uh, Vox, uh, a a group that is known for their anti-Republican, anti-establishment style of journalism sort of came to his defense in the way of no one is presenting good enough evidence to say that he really did say these things because these are damning comments. Um, anyone, again, especially in this time of election year and the the incredible divide that this country is in right now and the, the um, hatred that each side has for each other why would you want to hide yourself from something like this when you're trying to you know bring uh, essentially your opponent down also the other thing that was brought up at least in the vox article that i shared with chris um is that the flight itinerary of i believe it was marine one that they were going to take over to france shows that before these statements were even said the flight was canceled so the idea that you know he canceled the flight because he didn't want to be in a graveyard full of suckers and losers is thrown out the window right there again 
as much as it sounds like it, I'm not defending him. He is not the greatest president ever. He is not this Jesus piece that some of these fucking Republicans are making him out to be. Mm. And I can't stand it. Yeah. But to play the devil's advocate, I will say that there has been no reputable source so far to take claim to these statements. Yeah. Well, first of all, I agree with you in as much as, yeah, there is this. There's definitely a a a deity complex that's going around right now with regard to him and uh, just everybody on the right. I mean, not not everybody. There are some outspoken, but unfortunately, the majority, whether giving their full throated support of whatever it is he does or trying to justify why he said what he said and why it's okay or what he actually meant when he says something stupid, even though. He's the type of guy who what he's saying is exactly what he means. What's on his mind. Yeah, yeah. he's 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 shallow as a puddle when it comes to the the amount of depth he has for in in the words he uses. He doesn't have any depth. It is kind of crazy. And actually, there is a um, I don't remember if I mentioned this on a previous show or not, but it really did strike me. A former New York Times writer, Barry Weiss, actually said uh, a couple of weeks ago on, on Real Time with Bill Maher that the, the frightening thing about politics today, on the left and the right, it's almost as if political party has supplanted religion as far as people's belief systems and what they stand behind and Absolutely. how they define themselves. And it is. I mean, it seems more... It's it's egregious on the... You know, for Republicans and I've Democrats noticed, in, the, in the a lot ideology. Of, uh, a lot of our friends who are... I would say more center leaning, even though they do lean one way or the other, Um, especially like especially the Democrats, the Democratic friends we have are actually attacking the Democratic Party going, what are you doing? This is not who we want, meaning Biden and Harris. These are not the candidates we wanted. These are not the people that are going to change anything. They're more of the status quo than anything else. But that's the the funny part, because just like people were saying four years ago when it came to Bernie, this is who people voted for. So I think compared to what we have now, people are comfortable with the status quo. I mean, I don't look at Biden as, you know, the lesser of two evils in this case. And I don't think of Kamala Harris either in that way. I think they if they represent a return to normalcy, a return to the center or whatever it is like, I, I get that. But the idea, the fact comes down to people voted for Joe Biden more than they did the other candidates. So is it what people want? Yeah. In the same way that, you know, if you remember back but when 45 was just a candidate, he was on the end of the stage in the corner because he was a little nut. And, you know, Jeb Bush was in the center, I believe, yep. and Ted Cruz and all these other people. So there, there are people who you assume are going to take the lead and won't necessarily. And to be honest, I mean, part of the problem with, you know, the whole nomination process, as much as much as I don't want to get into the election, although I think it's going to be unavoidable, unfortunately, in these next two months, just because so much of life is hinging on this and we can only view everything through the lens of politics these days. But um, not to really get into that right now, but the fact that there were three dozen people running for the Democratic ticket didn't exactly help because nobody was able to build too much of a a following until it got narrowed down. Yeah, until it got narrowed down to like four or five people, at which point people went with the the person that they know. Surprise, surprise. I mean, that that really, as much as, you know, Biden would have been my first choice personally, you know what? I I get it. But the idea that like this isn't who we want. Well, 
It is, actually, because it's the one people voted for in the same way people complained about, like, we want Bernie, but Bernie did not have the numbers to get the nomination in 2016. You can you can make all the all the cracks you want about like Hillary pushed him to the side and the DNC didn't want Bernie and blah, 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 blah. Fine. But people didn't show up at the polls for Bernie, just like they didn't do it this year either. So, yeah, <laughs> everybody says yeah, that because wait, it's not wait, what they on, want. I think, I think I hear the conspiracy theories going. Yeah, well, and that's that's a whole other <laughs> a whole other thing. Yeah, that's, um, uh, that is a something that at least on my timeline has become an object of contention that I try, I try to fight it. I try to, to show people that there's, there's the opposite is true and what they believe is completely false or, or, or it's just a, a, a twisting of the truth. And I'm, I'm giving up. I'm, I'm done with it. I can't stand it anymore. And it goes for both sides. I, I try to, uh, you know, go after people who, champion the left or champion the right it seems that the right is very much more active in the conspiracy world but oh hell yes both, si- both sides are guilty of it oh um, yeah but it's it's in, it's embraced by up to and including the president now the conspiracy yes, theories the, the, the and whole, the whole q anon thing oh is fuck just... that yeah all, all that shit like that's actually in embra- and again that's one of the things where it seems like on the right this yeah the the, the idea of whatever defines the Republican Party, which is, you know, a, a, has mutated so drastically in the last yes. five years is, uh, yeah, a lot of that is kind of replacing religion for people because yeah. it's they believe it no matter what. It's unquestioned. And, you know, he in particular can do no wrong. And everything he says is the truth. I, I, mean, saw, I saw there was there was a meme. I think I shared it with you guys, you, Jack and Ryan, through our chat once of a picture of. Uh, it, it's one of those memes where it says nobody and then they fill in the blank with like for this one, it says my aunt's Facebook timeline. And it's got a picture of Ronald Reagan, Jesus Christ and Donald Trump holding the American flag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, I'm like, yes, this is exactly the attitude that I feel coming off of some of these posts of, uh, you know, these very right winged individuals that I know. And it's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I feel, I feel like it's more, Whatever is said is, you know, on, on the right, whatever said by whether it's Fox News pundits or, you know, right wing commentators, you know, the Rush Limbaugh, yeah, Alex Jones to, to a lesser degree. And certainly what comes out of this administration is just what people parrot. I feel like that happens yeah. way more on the right. I'm not saying it doesn't happen on the left, but the left t- can, it tends to kind of chase whatever the. You know, tries to uh, win the day's uh, woke competition and try to outwoke the other yes. person. Like that's yeah. annoying too. But that's also I don't feel like that's a mass of people parroting the same lines. I mean, this whole you know, like I mean, think about four years ago it was Benghazi, Benghazi, Benghazi. Nobody could t- say what happened in Benghazi or how many soldiers were killed or you know any so of this you, stuff. You 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 uh, sent me a uh, a a piece by uh, George Carlin uh, last night. Oh, wasn't that um, phenomenal? It, it was awesome. It I was loved it. I mean, obviously, it was some of the, some of it were jokes that I knew of already, like the euphemism bit. Yeah, there, there are bits different... that he expanded on for this, but it was yeah. great. It's a um, it's an awesome um, thing he did when his his book his first book, Brain Droppings, came out on C-SPAN. You look it up on YouTube. It's this presser. I'll give the title after Andrew explains his point. Um, but he talks he talks about you know the the phrase is the guilty white liberal and how. Um, 
why are you calling people like he talked he talks about pc language and like why pc language is actually more racist or more wrong than traditional what some people would consider racist like instead of calling somebody black you call them african-american well guess what people in south africa are fucking white like are they still african-american no you're just going and you're looking at somebody going oh he's black he's african-american no motherfucker he's from ireland like get the fuck out of here (laughs) (laughs) well it's also in, in that bit and that was one of the things that i thought was hilarious i've always had mixed feelings about using the term people of color because people of color is just a reverse version of colored people (laughs) in a way. So I thought I I get that this is what people want to use. And if that's what they want to use, I'm I'm respectful of it. You know, it's the same thing with like some people don't like Hispanic. They prefer Latino. And I tend to say Latino rather than Hispanic. Like there are certain things like that that I say, okay, I get it. And it's not up to me to take a position on like, you should be okay with this because this is what I'm saying. I'm I'm willing to adapt because I'm not going out to offend anybody and I'm not so set in my ways when it comes to the the speech I use and the language I use, specifically when referring to other people that, you know, a group of people I'm not a part of you know, ethnically, you know, or, or anything right. like that, uh, racially or anything right. like that. Right. Like if, if they have their preference, I understand no problem. Um, but the idea that people of color is not that far removed from colored people is kind of the thing I always thought. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about that, but if that's what people, if that's a term that is socially acceptable, okay. Until the line moves again and people of color is considered racist by the generation that comes after Gen Z, what's that going to be? Double A? I don't know what they're going to call themselves. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I, know. I don't know what the label is going to be. Start... <laughs> a A two. Like I, I don't know if we've identified. Numbers now, yeah. Yeah. Have we assigned it? Like apartments. <laughs> is it... <laughs> You're two A. Like, really? You bring up mo- moving the line because you were just explaining to me before the uh, before the show started about a would you say a joke from Jim Jeffries? Jim Jeffries has a great bit in his new stand-up special, which is uh, which is on Netflix. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it's called Intolerant and everybody should check it out. And also uh, the, the George Carlin clip is uh, the uh, the National Press Club is uh, you can look up that up on YouTube. It's in full from uh, 1997, 98. Uh, it's awesome. But yeah, J- Jim Jeffries does this thing about he's getting shit. And the only other person, the only comedian on a, on a large level, I'm sure people address it on Twitter and shit like that. But like in a special, the only other one I've seen address the idea of everybody's looking back at what you've said in the past and you have to apologize for it um, was Dave Chappelle in his last special. And uh, that's kind of what Jim Jeffries talks about in as much as he has one section where he, he mentions that people are mad about jokes he made 10 years ago when they were socially acceptable. And that kind of leads to, you know, back then, especially to release a stand, especially said these jokes had to clear lawyers and standards and practices and all this other stuff. They had, they had to clear all these different areas before they could be released. He said, you know, they were, they were behind the line at the time they were released, but now you've moved the line. So now those jokes are over the line and you're expecting me for apology to apologize for them because now they, they're not okay. And now they're offensive. And, and that's it. And unfortunately that's where we are, where it's like, we got to catch people doing this it's like or video has resurfaced <laughs> you know a video has been uncovered yeah, resurfaced it's like uh like, are you kidding you know, somebody just went through their 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 comedy album and something they laughed at 10 years ago now all of a sudden they're fucking bothered by right well there's a whole thing too i mean look i, I am a shameless uh for the most part howard stern fan 
And uh, his <laughs> his stuff from was brought up in probably like June. It was probably about three months ago. The fact that he did this thing at the Friars Club in in blackface. And the joke was, if nobody remembers, at the time, I don't remember if it was at the Friars Club. It was at some event. But Ted Danson was dating Whoopi Goldberg, and he got up and and had blackface and did whatever the routine was. And Howard Stern was kind of mocking. Ted Danson in blackface by wearing blackface and doing this whole bit. And and that was kind of the idea. But the funny part is, you know, people are, are finding these old these videos from his his TV shows or bits from the uh, the radio show. It's like you're not uncovering anything. It's like can they find, you know, these. Oh, the, um, what is it? Uh, um, misogynistic bits. Uh, yeah. Jimmy Kimmel did resurface misogynistic video. It's like video from the man show. This was a televised yeah. show. You yeah. didn't find anything. Like, right. Exactly. And once again, like a TV show. So stuff had to clear standards and practices and lawyers and all that. So it's not like this stuff is just put out, you know, now anybody can put out any tweet without it being vetted or put anything on YouTube or any kind of social media. And that's the shit that does get people in trouble because well, it, it doesn't that, go through anybody. Now. It's that, it's that thing of, of like you said before, being woke and, having to go back in time and forgive the sins of the past and the sins of our fathers and all this other shit, like um, not to defend him, but like Christopher Columbus, you know, people were up in arms a, a couple of years ago, maybe last year about Columbus day, about how Columbus brought more harm than good to this country and this, that, and the other thing, like why all of a sudden, do we have to make a big deal about this? And why does it have to be such a big deal? Like, well, all right. Is yes. it the same thing? Columbus Day ain't exactly Christmas. I mean, I get the right. idea of like, we, we can't celebrate this terrible person who, who took the land from Native Americans and, and all that and, stuff. Yeah. But you, at the same time, you don't have to. And if you want to change it to Indigenous People's Day, that's fine. But it's kind of, is it is it some kind of empiric victory that you're not? I mean, I'm not going to defend Christopher Columbus and I, I'm of you know italian lineage and everything like my aforementioned grandfather through my my grandparents on my father's side and it's like i'm not i'm not going to defend christopher columbus and if you want to not celebrate columbus day or make sure that's not a thing okay it doesn't change history and if you you do want to say like no i'm not down with this that's okay i'm fine with it because i'm not going to defend it but if you feel like somehow you're a better person for that there's so much of that superficial activity in in the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, I mean, even the same thing with, you know, Kevin Hart, when he had to go back and apologize again, which or I should say he was asked to apologize again for jokes he made about not wanting his son to be gay. However long ago, like 2010, 11, sort of been years. And he apologized and says, he, you know, he wishes he had that material and, you know, he hadn't done that no, material and no, his, his views have changed and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, like he says, like, listen, I, I'm. I don't think that way now. And they were jokes or, you know, whatever. I don't remember the specific defense. I know he apologized. I didn't need to hear it from him again in order to say, now it's okay if you host the Oscars. Yeah. I mean, this whole, the, the whole bullshit thing about getting I like, people. I like, I like, did you see how people started defending insane clown posse? No, I, I haven't heard anything about insane clown posse. All I know is a uh, juggalo fest or whatever it is, was canceled this year because well, of COVID. Yeah, the, the, That's the that, last that thing was... I heard about insane clown posse. So apparently one of the two of them came out and said like, without prompting came out and said that you know yo we said some horrible things back when we started because that's the way i used to think and now obviously the world has changed and i don't think that way anymore so now all of a sudden they're being celebrated by the uh um i guess you would consider it the lgbtq plus whatever committees and 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 lifestyle because they did they he one of them came out and said this but like why 
Like, it, like it's not even like number one. They're not huge. It's not like it's Eminem turning around and saying that all of a sudden, you know, he's going to champion gay rights. Yeah, exactly. This isn't some main, this is some mainstream figure. Like that's a very that's a very small but loyal audience that ICP has. But I don't look at it as yes. yeah. We finally got ICP to <laughs> to join the you know 2020, and they're they got our way of thinking. Yeah. Like, is that really is that a victory? Is that a bigger yeah, victory than say Columbus Day, or is it on yeah. the same level? <laughs> I don't know. It's it, it's a weird. It really is. We're in such a weird era now, where yeah, the line keeps moving. And again, watch that Jim Jeffries special, everybody. But it, it is very strange as far as where where people land today. Now, just to kind of circle back to the, where this whole thing started, and that's why you got me thinking when you mentioned it. And Andrew was slightly scared that I, like I was going to uh, attack him over this on the show. Like the idea was <laughs> like you know I said talk about the military and and the positive things and that you know this is the pride as we understand it. Clearly, the president doesn't. Um, and yes, the Vox article Andrew read kind of or sent me rather um, explained it, but it didn't exactly uh, disprove anything. It just says, you know, there is the, these allegations are called into question because the sources are anonymous. Now, I do want to ask you, and this is in the audience, mm-hmm. Andrew, this is in the royal you. This is you specifically, Andrew. <laughs> Does it make a difference if somebody came out and it was. Let's say a former White House staffer, somebody who was on the trip, something like that. And you didn't know it was. Um, Let's say it was, you know, I am Robert Cummings III. And uh, I, you know, I'm a former uh, White House staffer and I overheard these comments, blah, blah, blah. Does that change the believability for you because there's a name and face attached to it? And, And you know that he worked in the White House? Again, going back to what I said, the fact that. Uh, it's, again, especially because of the, the time we live in and the question of journalistic integrity has been uh, brought up so often by both sides, not just by this administration. Yes, the fact that someone w- would be brave enough to stand up and say, this is my name. This is what I did. I was there the day that he said this. And take i uh, i guess you'd say responsibility for this for 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 bringing forth this information yes it would be a little bit more believable to me okay but the fact that uh they said four anonymous not just one four anonymous people and then it's repeated in four other uh major news articles again without going back and saying who they were well unfortunately that's everybody aggregates or you know hijacks everybody else's thing it's like everybody picks up on and the ap does that with everybody (laughs) they just kind of pick up everybody's news but now everybody's doing it because news travels in real time so that does happen but also to to be fair at all i mean that was also verified by fox news their correspondent jennifer i don't remember her name again this isn't a news show and i don't i don't want to pretend it is but um she did there was an interview she did on fox where she confirmed everything on i believe it's I don't, I don't know the names of all the Fox anchors. It wasn't one of the big two, but, um, or big three, I should say shows, but what the story was corroborated by a Fox news reporter. So there is something of that. Now, as far as the anonymity thing, I generally, I do agree with you. However, given the circumstances of what we're dealing with right now, anybody who has come out and said anything negative with regard to the, the president publicly 
has been dragged through the mud in every possible way, in all sorts of ways. I mean, you know, he's 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 tweeting at people to harass Steve Jobs' widow because she owns the Atlantic and uh, or is part owner of the Atlantic. I mean, that's the kind of shit that he does. And also, to to be fair, his followers are dangerous because they'll travel yeah. out of state with a fucking AR-15 or drive their kids out of state yeah, to a peaceful process and murder people. Right. So I get why somebody who want to stay anonymous in this case. I mean, it's the same with anybody who's accused him of sexual assault. They've all been dragged through the mud. You know, they've all had they, they have to live with being tied to him forever. That's now what it is. I mean, same with Christine Blasey Ford. She's still everything. You know, she was put through the fucking ringer just because of saying this incident happened with this person you want to put on the Supreme Court to suggest they may not be as as pure and and righteous as you may want. They may not be the best candidate. So I get why people would want to speak on terms of anonymity and perhaps they're even still in the administration and they know a lot and they don't want to jeopardize their job because that is also part of the equation for me. You can't have all the good people quit because then he's surrounded by sycophants and enablers and surrogates and, you know, that's how bad shit perpetuates. So if somebody wants to be there who can, let's say, bear witness to this as it goes on, and maybe in the future we'll find out who these people were, but you can't just have them quit their job and then come out for this one statement and then be, you know, have to deal with the the public ramifications of that. And in some case, yeah, it could be dangerous because there are some crazy gun nuts and some violent people. I mean, look at the dude who sent these you know pipe bombs to various journalists and celebrities and things like that. The fucking guy in... I assume it was Florida because why not? <laughs> it seems to be where all this shit happens. But you remember that where they were ma- he, the guy was mailing pipe bombs to people who were singled out by 45 as being enemies or, you know, against him or whatever the fuck. So I completely understand why someone would want to be anonymous in this case, because look at what you're look at what happens to you if you are public, if you do speak out publicly against him or share what's negative. I get it. I really do. And if somebody did come out, to be fair as well. If it was somebody, if Robert Cummings III came out and did speak this on on TV, did a television interview on whatever network or made a video and put it on their social media, whatever it was, you would still get the same denials from the people who work in the White House, the administration, you know, people who don't even work there. I'm not, again, like I prefaced it before, I'm not defending him. I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly that this is normal vernacular for him. That it would not surprise me. He did say this, and it does bother me that he would say this. However, the idea, the the other end of the spectrum, the fact that the, you know people were remaining anonymous to say these things against him, was my issue. I get it, but do do you think it's kind of justified? I mean, I'm not building a case for these people. I'm saying when you when you describe it that way, yes. You know, there's yeah. the, these fucking nuts out there like we've discussed through the remainder of the show about how they've transformed the president into this biblical figure of righteousness when he isn't and how racism in general or just the the us versus them mentality has become such a stronghold in the party now that that people are taking it to extremes, like you said, mailing pipe bombs or having their mother bring them to a protest out of state where, you know, where they kill two people. Yeah, exactly. 
That, but that's that's what I'm saying. I do really feel like I would understand somebody speaking on the terms of anonymity, especially if they are a current staffer, because if they do have integrity and they don't want to lose their job and they want to be there to try to have some kind of positive influence. So he's now just given free reign to do whatever or to at least be a witness to to tell the story down the line and not be anonymous. I get it because, yeah, there are these listen there, these deluded people. There's a mass delusion going on. And actually, I mean, you referred to BuzzFeed News putting out that, you know, uh, finding that um, that memo that uh, the the flight yeah. was canceled and everything, which, by the way, I do still think, even though there was it, it's on paper, is kind of bullshit because the, the president of, of France and Angela Merkel and, you know, other people did make it there. So the fact that the United States president somehow can't make it there is I don't know. I, I do think it's still kind of shitty because not like the event was canceled. He didn't go to it. But aside from that, I mean, that could be debated. Yeah, but. It's it's connecting the dots. That's what it was. No, I, I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying as far as that goes, see, I look at that and I say, well, he's been enough legal scuffles and had enough people, you know, take bullets for him in the past, figuratively speaking, or, or fall on the sword for him, whatever uh, whatever metaphor you yeah. want to use, that uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody said we need to get this on paper so it doesn't look like his fault. Because, again, I look at that as being right on brand. Same with using the term suckers and losers and not understanding, you know, what what was in it for him? You know, all these quotes that were said. Um, which even when you're taking a quote from somebody, whether it's, even if it is anonymous or if they do come out, I mean, that's what court testimony is based on. People go to jail over, you know, somebody's testimony because you're literally taking people at the word. I mean, everything could be boiled down to hearsay without evidence. But these days, even photo and video and audio evidence, people say, oh, that was manipulated. Oh, that's not really who it was. Oh, that's a deep fake or, or whatever the hell it is. So it's like, unfortunately, everything has kind of become, oh, well, Christ. everything's kind of become hearsay. That's what I'm saying. And when you have these people with this, this mass delusion that believe that this man is saving us from Satan worshiping baby eaters <laughs> and, and lizard people, he, don't forget lizard people. Yeah. Remember, and, and, I'm, and listen, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> Because, you know, I'm a Freemason, so I'm one of them. This is true. Yeah, you're part of it. You're, you're part of the elites who are trying to take us down. I you, am. You, I am. You've so much. on babies, yes. and, that, and that's not scotch and rye. That's uh, baby's blood you're no, drinking. That's, that's you're not fooling us. And yes, yes. Listen, InfoWars has told take, me what you're up sun, to. Take those sunglasses off. <laughs> Dude, I watched, I was actually going to post that uh, the other day on, on my social media. <laughs> we watched They Live the other night. For the first time, I, I it's probably been five years since I watched it. Man, does that movie play a lot differently now? <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> like having just watched it, I thought, oh shit! Like I said, let's watch something fun. Let's watch something yeah, we haven't no. watched in a while. And I was scrolling through, and on, I, I saw it was on Stars, and I was like, oh, let's watch They Live. Like let's watch something fun. And then we're watching. And we're like, this is a harrowing view of uh, you know, this is a this is weird watching this in 2020 for a movie over 30 years old. Uh, yeah, watch They Live, everybody. That's another one. We're just going to recommend a bunch of shit for you to check out. Um, <laughs> and, and not in, and not in the, the hollow, uh, you know, pretentious, do your research, you know, informed kind of way. No. <laughs> which is no. what everybody who watched. Yeah, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of gum. <laughs> Thank you, I, I love that. I was, I was joking. I shared something. Um, I did, did post something the other day on Instagram about social media. Um, and, and somebody saying, you know, I like oranges better than mangoes. And the person replying about how basically someone's, of course, going to dispute whatever it is you say. Yes. And uh, I was going back and forth with my cousin about this uh, through, you know, he's DMing me uh, about it. And we were just kind of making jokes. And, yeah, this, the people who say do your research are always those people who share memes that connect dots that that aren't there, you know, cl- connect flimsy dots. And uh, also just watch a bunch of, you know, low quality YouTube videos. 
which it was funny. Like, 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 like the one picture from the guys from uh, It's Always Sunny. <laughs> you know? What's that? Oh, you mean, is it a meme? It's it, Well, it's a, it's a still frame of a show from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Right. Of, of one of the characters, because I never watched the show, so I don't know the characters' names. But one of the characters has this thing of, like, he's connecting the dots. He looks like the traditional conspiracy theorist mm. with, like, you know, the pegboard behind him and all the, the red lines. Oh, right, 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 yeah. Well, there's <laughs> a lot of that conspiracy shit. I mean, people, I, I keep seeing memes in particular because whenever I go to, and the majority of my time, if you haven't heard uh, already that I've spent mostly on a uh, Twitter and Instagram as far as social media, just cruising around and also posting on. But when I go to search, if I just want to see what's recommended or now part of the feed in the latest um, app update on Instagram, once you get to the bottom of seeing posts you've already seen, it says you're all caught up or whatever the, the message is that pops up the, If you keep scrolling down the feed, it will be suggested posts. So I end up seeing a lot of videos and memes and supposed information shared by, frankly, hot idiots who at yeah. best, you know, yes. their, their entire profile is bikini pictures or butt shots or whatever it is. Yes. And, and then the inspirational quote and then the, uh, you know, save the children. Oh, no, not even. No, it, it, this is even worse than that. This was actually oh, okay. a, a, one in particular who I saw. It was all bikinis and, you know, her bio was a link to her OnlyFans, which I do want to circle back to that. I do want to end oh, on a, a funnier note. And this meme in her, her Instagram story was something about, and, and maybe people who are listening have seen it because it, it was floating around. This wasn't the only place I saw it. But uh, the top of the meme, it's all text, just text on a white background. But it says, uh, yeah, of course. I'm calling him 45, uh, new Epstein. He admitted to that, but, and it, every line is like this little equation. And at the bottom, it, you know, it has like equals Biden and Harris. And I'm like, what? okay, you're connecting a lot of flimsy dots here. And at the same time, that's a, that's a conspiracy theorist problem is that they want to give a complicated explanation for what's really a simple answer. And that was one of the things I remember, I think it was on your, in your MySpace bio, if we really want to reach back. And you said something about you hating conspiracy, you know, types of people you hate. Or if you're this type of person, I don't like you. Actually, I think that was the beginning of the bio. It was like, my name is Andrew. A, I think it was a, blo it was, uh, a blog post. Maybe it was a blog. Was my name is Andrew, and I probably don't like you. And yes. it, one of them was conspiracy theorists. And your explanation was sometimes things are exactly the way they are. Or yeah. something to that effect. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't have to make such a giant, giant thought process out of it. Right. Like, sometimes our government is generally stupid. This it, totally. there isn't some bigger thought behind it. Well, that's it. I mean, and, and this whole idea, and that's where this, this QAnon bullshit comes in, where it's like the whole idea that all of this stuff makes sense because and then connect all these dots in a very flimsy way to say, well, this is what's actually happening. And that's why, you know, they look at 45s as God figure, the savior who's saving us well, from all know, the wrongs I, in the gonna, world. I'm going to I'm going to disprove everything from QAnon right now. You know how? How? You know where you know where it started? Where? Reddit? Fortune. Oh, fortune! Yeah, of course, Even worse. of course, it fucking did. Even worse. And frankly, it's that crazy. was that was my initial thing when when you sent me the Vox article and mentioned. I mean, you you, you were incorrect. You said like you know those quotes have been disproven. I said, well, they aren't disproven, but in in my head, and that's again where my biases come in. I'm like, how can you not think? Is who, who am I talking to? Drew and on? You know, I'm thinking in my head like. <laughs> Has he gone off the U.S. spending too much time on Reddit? I fucking knew it. You know, first the Wayfair <laughs> thing and now this. So I was really I, I was and I get it. Like, uh, like, how does he not see it my way? And yeah. I had that moment, which I get, a lot of people have because we're all kind of fixed in our beliefs. But we do need to be flexible and we do need to be willing to have the conversations. And after Andrew said a couple of things, I thought 
okay, this this is a bigger conversation than I initially planned. I think this conversation and the one we're having on this show and we've had for the last near hour is more interesting than as much as, you know, we want to pay tribute and, and and show love and respect for people in, in the armed forces and people in our family who have been in the military. Yes, absolutely. But at the same time, this this did open up for me something where I said, okay, my biases are showing. I'm saying, how does he not see it the way I see it? And that's kind of where everybody's coming from right now. And I'm willing to talk about it, which is what we need to. Now, as much as I yeah, am trying to convince Andrew of no one, no one wants to talk about it. Everyone wants to remain dug in their their trench they want to stay in their echo chamber they want to be surrounded by people who think exactly what they think and look there are people i don't as i've said i don't post really on facebook all that much and uh, i don't participate a lot but i will scroll through the feed usually and and this isn't a dig just honestly usually when i'm like i can't sleep and i just need something to kind of zone out and occupy my mind and there are people i follow who are conservative who are this this current brand of republican let's say and uh I, I haven't unfriended them. I haven't taken them out of my feet, you know, unfollowed them or muted them or whatever it is you have to do because I thought I, I want to know at least what's being said. So I know what's going on for people who don't believe the things I believe. I want to know what they're thinking, even if I think it's ridiculous. I at least want to see what's going on. I don't want to completely shut that out where I think everyone feels this way. Everyone agrees with me because that's the other problem with, frankly, the best name for the, the MAGA crowd which I've heard is, is cult 45, which I think is perfect. <laughs> it is. It's perfect. And I've heard that. And, and what's going on with cult 45 is they believe everybody believes this, you know, there's fucking people on the, you know, doing their boat parade <laughs> the other day in support. Uh-huh. It's like, they think everybody, I mean, except for, you know, the, the coastal elites or the, you know, the, the, the devilish Democrats or whatever the fuck they want to call them. Uh, right now and the media and Hollywood and all these other people who they think, you know, uh, aside from that, they think everybody thinks like they do because they're in their own echo chamber and everybody kind of does that. But, um, yeah, because anyway. you can go back, you can go back in the, the, the library from the only podcast that matters and you'll hear us talk about, uh, back when, um, uh, it was something George Bush did and, uh, I believe it was Robert De Niro and everyone like put tape over their mouths or something like that. And they were protesting. We talked about how, you know, uh, certain stars would only use the, only use their platform for political reasons and how even Ricky Gervais brought that out where it's like, shut the fuck up. You don't mean anything you've said. <laughs> well, there, there is a lot of that. There, there are a handful of people who I think do, but there definitely is a lot. I mean, we saw that on, on blackout Tuesday. There are a lot of people who just, posted on blackout tuesday and it's literally the only thing they posted in relation to black lives matter or police brutality or anything and it's like you're just hopping on a trend so okay fine like there there definitely is a lot of that i do believe there are some good see as cynical as i can be i i also believe people are ultimately good and good at heart and people are doing what they think is right and uh, unfortunately you know there's this mass delusion slash cult 45 that does believe that what he's doing is right and it is the right thing so i'm not saying everybody's inherently evil that, that i'm not be, that cynical that should be your, your your one of your pieces of merch a, a white shirt that says cult 45 oh dude they, they have to be out there somebody's <laughs> got to make them already i'm sure but then it, you know what it might end up getting co-opted like a deplorable did you know where all of a sudden it's it's, yeah. it's something to be proud of because people yeah. are proudly QAnon believers and followers yes which is 
fucking ridiculous, which again, that's the funny part. They want to say this story is not true. These sources are anonymous. It shouldn't be believed. Meanwhile, they all follow a fucking anonymous source that they don't know who they are. All they know is they're in the administration and they're feeding you information. So or, that's, or they, they say they're in the administration. It, well, you don't know and, that. and that's exactly it. For the same reason you doubt you, you don't believe QAnon for the same reason you doubt these these four anonymous yes. sources who, who said he called you know yes. military suckers and losers. But that's the funny part. That's the irony. They don't get that. And and yeah. that that is a sick part. And that, I think, is the damaging part of it. I mean, why you can say that, you know, they're hypocrites in, in every facet of life, that that's where it's really dangerous. <laughs> I feel like what's going on with that particular group now. And frankly, even the same thing when it comes to, you know, there's uh, Michael Cohen, former lawyer for the president, a personal lawyer for long before he was a presidential candidate and certainly long before president. Uh, now that he's admitted and, you know, regrets lying for especially because he ultimately because he took the blame i mean he probably does but he also realized wow this loyalty was not rewarded he threw me under the fucking bus as soon as possible which is one of the you know another insidious thing is like all these people defend him but as soon as they have a moment of clarity and they don't want to defend it or as soon as they they find you know their line where they realize this is not okay he throws them under the fucking bus and all the loyalties for nothing and Michael Cohen is an example of that. I'm not excusing what he did. I'm not saying he's an okay guy, you know, despite all all the enabling he's done. But anything he's corroborated, anything he's written about in this book that's coming out, as, you know, some, some bits and pieces are starting to show up, um, you know, in, in the news as far as information that's in this book to, to kind of tease the release of the book. Now, you know, the administration and people surrounding it are saying, no, he's, he's a liar. He's a proven liar. He, you know, is in jail because he's a liar and blah, blah, blah. Forgetting who he lied for. And who he's working for and who he did the lying about. It's just he's a liar. So even if he says uh, the president definitely says this and this sounds like him, blah, blah, blah. He's a liar. He's in jail because he's a liar. Right. Who is he lying for? <laughs> so there is a there, there's such a strange like not what, what is, you know, through the looking glass element of, of all of this right. where it's like, wow, everybody's just. Well, <laughs> I mean, a lot of crazy are mad here. Yeah. At different degrees of, of mad or different meanings of the word mad, I should say. Yeah. Um, so, so let's end. Let's let's end this on the on the more goofy note of you talking about only fans. only fans. <laughs> well, here's here's the funny part. Uh, this because it's been in the news lately, particularly because this whole thing. Bella Thorne, a former Disney kid, now um, not really, not really. An, I mean, obviously she acts. I don't want to say like movie stuff. Like she's done movies, but a, a lot of celebrities of a younger generation. I mean, she's young. I think it's twenty two, twenty three, something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. She's in her early 20s, is more social media star, former Disney kid, but she's got a huge social media following. That's kind of what she does. And look, that is a gig now. You know, make yes. no mistake. People have a lot of following, can earn, follow, followers can earn money through whatever. Advertisements. Oh, well, basically, yeah, advertisements are just throwing stuff up. I mean, people, it's so funny when you when you read these things about these these deals and whatnot. You know, someone can get like 15 grand just for featuring you know, some brand in their Instagram story. It's not even a post. It's something that's going to show up for 24 hours. There's, 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 there's a crazy. guy I follow, uh, Eric Dunn, uh, who I, whom I followed since Vine was a thing, um, who will, he admits that, you know, like he'll put before his, uh, his post that this is an ad or something like that. Right. But then he'll, he'll sponsor whatever the product is. And I know he's getting money, but like, just because you know i'll admit that i'll i'll follow someone for 
uh, I don't know what you want to call it, superficial reasons. Right. Well, they're, they're giving you free entertainment. That's the part people yeah, I, I find annoying. Like, oh, my gosh, I got to watch a YouTube ad before this video. I don't want to sit there 15 second ad like you're getting to watch a video for free. It's free yeah. to you. Well, what are you complaining about? And if you don't want to watch ads, you got to pay for it. You know, and yeah. at the same time with these sponsored posts or whatever. I mean, I remember Chris Hardwick saying that years ago about like, you know, he does the Nerdist podcast. It's free. He doesn't ask for anything. But once in a while, he may tweet out something that is ad supported or talk about some book or movie or TV show or whatever. And is it sponsored? And is he paid for it? Yeah. But like he's giving you this shit for free. So what's wrong with the occasional tweet? Or, you know, the occasional mention right. of a product like it's it's not that crazy, but everyone's so I, I love it. Everybody's pure until it's their opportunity to cash in. But uh, anyway, this this Bella Thorne thing because of it, OnlyFans has been talked about in I don't want to say the mainstream, but it's definitely a bigger conversation than it was. OnlyFans is something that's been known to me for well, it's got to be like a year or two, definitely probably two years. I think it's before yeah. I lived in this. I've been in this, this apartment over a year, so it's definitely before here. Probably since I was in California. So let's say two years. But back then, but back then it was primarily for one reason. Yeah, it was adult stars, nude models, things like that. Yeah, posting on OnlyFans, and it's it's become kind of like a almost a a Patreon type situation yes. where you're subscribing the same way subscriptions are just the way it is people subscribe to uh to meal kits and get those delivered they subscribe to uh whatever branded uh, mystery box <laughs> that they get once a month they yeah. subscribe to streaming services now you're subscribing to adult entertainment if you want uh which is fine if you're down with it and you want to support this particular person cool go for it but um it's definitely it's it's been talked about more kind of because of this because supposedly this bella thorne character made like $2 million in 24 hours or something like that yes. by creating an OnlyFans. And anyway, Sherry was saying like, what is OnlyFans? She'd never heard of it. And I kind of oh, said, God. well, it's poor soul. <laughs> well, that's it. I was like, it's kind of where people, I said, it started where it's, it's like adult star, you know, it could be porn stars, could be models, whatever. It doesn't even mean it was nudity. They're just models on there who were yes. just modeling yeah. in bikinis. and lingerie. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, it, it's not just that. And like I said, it's kind of taken on a, a Patreon type of thing or, you know, Kickstarter or whatever you want to call it. This this fan supported thing where there are people who create art or cr who create video content or whatever. It doesn't mean it's it's nude or modeling, but people who are sharing whatever it is they create and having a subscription service that allows right. people to check out whatever it is. So it's not just for uh, adult entertainment, let's say. And um it's interesting, you know, I said this a couple of years ago on, I think it was uh, Kickstarter or Indiegogo, I don't remember which one, but when Zach Braff was financing a movie and asking for support for um, this independent movie he wanted to make, and people were pissed off because they're saying, well, somebody like Zach Braff, who was on a network TV show for years and years and has money, he is asking fans to support this. And I said, but if you could support for 10 bucks and you're basically getting a movie making class, he's taking you behind the scenes through videos and through the process of like making a movie. Right and you're pledging 10 bucks for that access, you're benefiting from that too. It's not just he's need to pay for money out of, you know, pay for a movie out of his pocket, which by the way, that's not how shit's made. Maybe when you're getting started, it is, you know, you could be like Kevin Smith and pay for your movie on credit cards. I'm sure people do it now. Anyway, shit, I pay for the show out of my own pocket. <laughs> you know, my yeah. equipment's been bought. It hasn't been, you know, it's not sponsored or anything like that, but it's a, uh, it, it is a way to do things. But anytime a movie's made, it's not somebody's necessarily putting up the budget themselves. So the idea that like, well, you have money, you should invest in this movie. Like, yeah, okay. That's not how movies get made. But regardless, when it comes to, uh, when it came to that situation, people were mad because they're saying, well, Zach Braff is taking away 
from the support other artists would be getting, smaller artists who were trying to do this. And my argument at the time was, well, if anything, because he has his own audience, he's bringing them to this platform where they may explore more. And I think this is maybe 2013, let's say 2014. I don't remember exactly, but I said, it's also not like people have a monthly you know, crowdfunding budget. Where it's like, I have this much to spend. Am I going to spend it on these three smaller things or am I going to support the Zach Braff movie? I don't think too many people are looking at it that way. Now, that similar thinking I have when it comes to this Bella Thorne OnlyFans thing is people saying, Bella Thorne is taking away our business as sex workers or as artists or as content creators or whatever they want to say. Same thing. People who want to follow Bella Thorne and pay to follow Bella Thorne on this platform are going to follow Bella Thorne. This is more than I've ever said this person's name in my life, by the way, <laughs> since <laughs> since we've started the show. In the last five minutes, I've said Bella Thorne more than I have in my entire life. I'm not putting her down. She's, you know, whatever. She does her thing. That's cool. Um, I don't think these are people who were going to spend money on, you know, following people on other OnlyFans accounts otherwise. And at the same time, I feel like that there is a potential benefit because people are getting introduced to OnlyFans who weren't aware of it otherwise, and they may end up subscribe, subscribing to other people's feeds. So I don't think it's all bad in this idea that just like this $2 million could have gone to people who needed it more than she did. Well, that's not to say that $2 million would have been spent on your account. It may not have been spent at all. So, so what I heard from this event is that she – the, the more of the outrage is the fact that she scammed individuals on her OnlyFans. And what happened was she char she was charging – people $200 for a supposed nude photo of hers. And of course, you know, horny basement dwellers immediately sent her money because as you said, she was a former Disney kid and that's what they love seeing is the depravity of what Disney does to uh, you. Of, of girl gone bad. Also that yeah, thing, exactly. you know, it's nothing purer than a and, Disney kid until they grow up. Yeah. And then what they received was just a picture of her in lingerie. So what the people did is they immediately went to OnlyFans for a refund. And it almost bankrupted OnlyFans to the point where now the company uh, has limited the amount of money that a person can make on individual items, individual posts or whatever you want to call them. So that's the big issue, not so much the fact that she was taking so much money away. It's what she did. Oh, it's what they're doing as a result. Okay, see, that's something that I hadn't heard. That's not any of the anything I've heard about it. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen any, I haven't seen, again, tweets or anything like that about it or any posts from people who have only, you know, content creators on OnlyFans okay. who are talking about that. All they're talking about, that's money that could have gone toward us. I'm not here. You telling me about the limits. This is the first time I'm hearing about that whole thing. Okay. I mean, you can fact check me because I, I don't know for sure. This is just something else that I read, you know, third party. I heard about, I heard about scamming, her scamming OnlyFans. And I thought that was the whole thing about her. The fact that she was on there, and I don't know what she charges. I think they, because I think they uh, set a limit for the most you can charge for someone per month is that, like fifty that bucks. That was part. Of, that was part of the the information that I read. Is now they set a limit. Beforehand, there was no limit, and that the content creator could turn around and say whatever price they wanted. And what had happened was, like I said, she charged two hundred dollars for one 
supposedly mm. nude photo right and ended up giving people just you know lingerie photos right right and that's another thing i mean i <laughs> i think hmm. anybody who was gonna you know if they were gonna tip her a hundred dollars or, or whatever the the format is whatever the the, the verbiage is for uh buying this photo then yeah they were gonna give her that money because it's her and i get that okay now there's a limit because I did see something about that, actually. You know, now that you're mentioning it, something about a tip limit is like $100 or something like that. Um, right. But I would I would really like to know, not to say people don't get the occasional, let's say, $200 tip or more, but how many people are getting more tips than that? I mean, I, it's going to vary person to person, of course, but I just wonder how many people were getting, like, multiple tips of, like, hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And at the same time, if there's a $100 tip, can't somebody, I don't know how it works, can't somebody just tip? $100 in $100 increments? I mean, I get the subscription fee because I did see something like $49.99 is now the highest subscription fee. But are people really paying more? I understand. I have no doubt, I should say, that people are charging more than $50 a month for a subscription to their whatever they're you know, sharing on OnlyFans. Are there that many people who are paying over $50? Uh, I'm sure there are some. Me, but you, I'd you be surprised because I'm telling you, I've looked on a couple of you know, models or porn stars, some of them charge five bucks, some 10, some 20, but 20 is yeah. on the high end that I've seen. And yeah. I, I, most of them are like 10 bucks and under for the month, which is like, frankly a the, deal. I think, the, I think the highest I've seen so far, and it's like an all access pass subscription kind of thing was $35. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like that is on the higher end. Yeah. Considering what yeah. you get. I'm assuming, I don't know if everything's included, that's Listen, fine. But, but with, with looking into this a little bit, it's also like the, the thing that frustrates some people about OnlyFans, again, from what I've read, is the idea that you're paying, let's say 10 bucks a month for a subscription, but let's say you're following, you know, a porn star or a, a model, but if you yeah. want to see their nude stuff, you have to buy that through this tipping format or purchase it separately. So some people are turned off by the idea that, okay, I'm paying $10 to access this person's stuff, but I'm paying $10 for the opportunity Extra. to pay $15 for a video or for, you know, th these photos or whatever it is. So the whole thing does sound a little bit like, eh, I don't know. Like, I, I do wonder how many people are going to stick with something like that. If it's not being, I mean, obviously it's going to vary depending on what the person wants to offer. I've seen some porn stars where it's like, not going to charge extra, nothing's behind a paywall, five bucks a month. That seems worth it. It's got my curiosity, I'll tell you that. But right. um, but now that Sherry knows what it is, I can't do it. No, but <laughs> that which which by the way was the point. It wasn't to talk about you know the Bella Thorne thing and everything else, and you know uh, upset sex workers when it comes to money that they can't make now. It was really like I was frankly surprised that Sherry didn't know what OnlyFans was prior to all of this talk in the last couple of weeks. But um, I mean, it does sound so, kind of so, shitty. So what, what so what that means is you found your new source of income. And you and Sherry are going to set your own up. <laughs> well, that's and I understand Let's that. Know there is a niche market for cookies and cream. Oh, right? I, I have no doubt. I have no <laughs> doubt. And th that's what a lot of people have turned to during the pandemic. People have lost jobs and everything. There's some people who are doing OnlyFans. Yes. And yes. turning to it for some kind of steady income. Yes. And, and I get it. And maybe if I was 22, I'd be down for it. But I'm not. <laughs> so. <laughs> Because there, I mean, there's still people just like on any other, you know, on Twitter or whatever. People don't show their faces, you know, just show their bodies yeah. or dudes who just show their dicks or, you know, whatever. So it's not even you could still be anonymous on there. Oh, absolutely. it's not like you need to be somebody. You just, you know, create whatever your your stage name is, your performer name. 
and that's who you are. And if you're just showing pictures of your body or pictures of I'm you know you, it, it, putting it in somebody in, or them putting it in you or whatever. Four twenty sixty nine. <laughs> I'll, tell I'll, you, I'll pitch it to her talk, bring, bring sherry on right now i'll talk her into it <laughs> i'll work on it i'll work on yeah, it. yeah okay <laughs> I, I know you want it you're sitting home fuck yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> please i want to see your titties but what you can do folks is as i've said in previous weeks there's a patreon page coming and it's probably going to start at like a basic two dollars access to the feed you know, posting on the feed regularly with announcements and things like that. And just to show your support because people do want it. Um, that is coming this month. There are ideas being worked on. Jack and I have talked about a bunch of things we would like to do for the Patreon feed and different things we want to offer. But there will, if nothing else, it will launch with like a base $2 thank you for your support tier. That's coming soon. So that is definitely happening. Not so much necessarily the, you know, my girlfriend and I having an OnlyFans fuck account. So don't hold your breath for that. But the only fan, uh, the only fans, the uh, Patreon is imminent. <laughs> and with that, see, Andrew was kind of sleepy when we started. Now he's waking up, <laughs> and and so is a uh, one-eyed Andrew as well. He's like, "Oh, you got to create OnlyFans, you and your girlfriend." See, how we turned it around. You're like, "Oh shit, I don't want to hear more noise about you know, political talk and what's going on in the news now, and what's going on with the president." Chris and his OnlyFans. Yeah, now we're talking about Andrew getting a getting a stiffy from uh, me banging my girlfriend on video. <laughs> and the, the potential opportunities that that offers you saying you'd subscribe andrew what's your what's your ceiling what's the most you would pay for access all right listen whatever sherry is going to show me i mean i mean i'll show you my dick for free but you know i, I know you will but it's, that's a, it's a tougher sell <laughs> <laughs> what's your price let me let me at least come to her with a number and we'll talk <laughs> I, i'll pay 15 dollars a titty 15 dollars a titty that's it yeah okay so at least 30 bucks a month all right. <laughs> we got that folks submit your votes man that'd be something could you imagine i mean i'm sure there are porn well i have no doubt there are definitely porn stars who have podcasts and stuff like that but can you imagine oh, yeah. it's like well we started off as a podcast and now we have an only fans everybody <laughs> you like the sound of me talking wait till you hear the sound of me fucking anyway <laughs> that is your tagline it could be <laughs> that is the tagline for your whole show well not Corn, only that this is go this is this is a best of 2020 clip for sure <laughs> anyway if you want to follow andrew and you should on social media you can follow him at metal underscore drew uh primarily on instagram is where you can find him you can follow me on twitter at chris abalo and on instagram at chris sells out and you can follow the show at cape pod on twitter and instagram i want to thank andrew for joining me for this uh conversation which in typical cape fashion was kind of all over the road but uh it, it's not like it was just a serious talk about news and that's kind of you know it's listen all it, of our conversations are like you know we can't stop here this is bat country <laughs> <laughs> well for, lest we forget almost 10 well at this point a little over 10 years ago this is how the only podcast matter started in the first place that's Absolutely. that's how all this shit's happening right now because we're like we're talking about this stuff anyway maybe we should record yeah. it and put yeah. it out and that's how we get this thing here. It's evolved into this. But anyway, uh, please also like, subscribe, share. Please help spread the word about the show. That's what we're asking for right now. We're not asking for uh, you to subscribe to our feed and send us tips or OnlyFans or whatever. <laughs> we're just asking for you to uh, subscribe, give the show five stars or a thumbs up or whatever it is. You can write a little review and uh, tell a friend. That's what we're hoping for right now. So until next Monday... For Andrew Rizzatello, this is Chris Abalo, and this was yet another experiment.
So squat. Yes, and I'm fine with that because it's about exposure. Look at you exposing yourself on the internet. 